There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Hello, Chris Evans here to thank you for listening to my podcast. Featuring this week, astronaut Tim Peake, Motley Crue's Nikki Six, the hilarious Marcus Brigstock, the history guy Dan Snow, author of the world's fittest book Ross Edgley, the amazing Wim Hof, from the brand new film Fighting With My Family, Nick Frost and Jack Loudon, Rachel's hubby Alex Horn, Peaky Blinders writer and director Stephen Knight, Ollie Murs, Helen George from Call the Midwife, Kay Burley from Sky News and explore extraordinaire Ben Fogel. Enjoy, my friends. Enjoy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listen up, everybody. Listen being the most important word there. You'll find out why in a sec. One man is making it his mission to remind you about the power of using your ears. Two ears, one mouth. What gave us the first clue? Uh, live from the European Space Agency in Germany, it is the awesome astronaut and super scout ambassador, Tim Peake. Good morning, Major Tim. Good morning, Chris. How are you this morning? I'm very well. How are you, my friend? Yeah, doing great, thank you. So what's going on presently at the European Space Agency that you might want to tell us about? Uh, God, it's busy times. We've just got Alex Gerst back from the space station. He's our German astronaut. And Luca Parmitano, our Italian astronaut, launches in a couple of months' time. So uh, we're in between missions at the moment. But uh, we're also launching a new spacecraft from the US on Saturday, which is the first Dragon, the crew commercial spacecraft. So uh, everybody's waiting with bated breath to see that launch go ahead as well. Are you like Arthur's Knights of the Round Table? How many of how many astronauts, past, present, and future, sit around a table? What's the most you've had around one table at one time? Uh, on the space station, I think they had 14 uh, was the most Whoa. when the space shuttle docked to the space station. That was a big party on board. Okay. And when they when they come home, when you have a homecoming, what is the official homecoming? And, uh, do you know, how, how do you have a sort of more relaxed homecoming when somebody returns from space? Yeah, we, we meet them. with the, We actually fly them straight back from the steps of Kazakhstan. Uh, they get on an aircraft and fly directly to Cologne. Uh, and so we have a big welcome home party for them. Uh, but then, of course, they have to go into a period of 21 days of intensive rehabilitation and science experiments. OK, all right. Uh, that's decompression. That's everything you need to bring, literally bring you back down to Earth. I Absolutely, yeah. Right, now tell us about why we should listen more as a scout ambassador. Yes, yes. I'm really proud to be a Scout Ambassador and we're helping to encourage and develop listening skills. You know, it's really an art form that we're losing um, is how to listen properly, not just hearing, but actually understanding what people are saying, responding and remembering and retaining that information. Uh, Something that the Scouts do a brilliant job of, of helping to develop. And of course, listening skills can really better our society, a more cohesive society and in the workplace at home as well. Now, we talk about this a lot on the show, and we talked about, you know, self-regulating your body temperature earlier on this week, which we're doing less and less of because we now exist more in air-conditioned environments and we wear more clothing and we just over-accessorise and over-comfort our lives. And what we're doing is we're sort of dealing our natural senses out of... um, you know, our day-to-day existence. And this is another example of that. And we really sort of have to get on it, don't we? 
We do, yes. Uh, and we live in a, a changing society, a modern society. Everybody, you know, has a smartphone. And, and in many respects, the art of conversation has been replaced by texting and messaging, um, which has its place. It can be convenient. But if you've got something important to say, you need to say it face to face. And if you want to be understood clearly, again, you have to, you have, to have that conversation and you have to ensure that people are listening to you. You know, there's, there are times when you can encourage this with young people, a bit if your parents around the dinner table, you know, get the electronic devices away, actually sit down, have a conversation, talk about what went on during the day and listen and check that people have understood what you said clearly. But you're right, we, we actually have to work harder, I think, uh, in today's society to actually retain those skills that we once had. And our senses are for free, for heaven's sake. Exactly. It's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. Tim, it's also very important when you're interviewing people on the radio, so I've taken notes of all you've said, and I promise I'll listen the whole way through. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. The best entertainment all in one place. On Virgin Radio. Being a rock star is a dream had by many, but lived by only a few. Our next guest is one of the few, and boy, did he live it. Motley Crue <laughs> have been immortalised in the new film The Dirt, coming soon to Netflix. And here to tell us just how many of the crazy stories are true, it's the musical powerhouse, Nicky Six! Good morning, I Nicky! Like, I like that intro. Yeah, well, he's pretty good at this. He's really, Dave is... I mean, yeah. I'm excited about meeting you, but he, you can't help yourself, I'm very excited. It's no, it's, 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 it's in your room. blood. It's in your blood. <laughs> well, first of all, I just have to say, anything that happened in the movie is all false. <laughs> but just, just so you know, okay? <laughs> but, we, but that's not the case, is it? Oh, uh, you no. know, I'll never tell. Okay. <laughs> How many times were you nearly not here? How many times did oh, you come Oh, my God, back in, you know, it's been... Oh, over 30 years since I was uh, a heroin addict. But during the, that time was unbelievable. I mean, the stories go on and on and on. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up in the 70s, and those were like my bands, you know, whether it was mostly the British bands, too, were the ones somehow connected with me. And a lot of that I was emulating, and the band was emulating when we first started out. So whether it was the Pistols or Black Sabbath, it was the same thing. It was like more is more. And we just kind of lived that life, but you know there are repercussions from that, and that—that's what you're talking about. That's the uh, I think might be the cautionary tale in, in the movie. When was it purely rock and roll, and then when did it begin to go off the rails, and then when did it go so far off the rails that you know mm. it was it was it was you or it? You know the the movie really does a great job of giving uh, each individual band member's backstory, so you sort of understand. What the thing that was always fun about being a Motley Crew was that we were all so different. One guy was into the blues, one guy was into punk, one guy was into more rhythm stuff. And you know, we all met somewhere, like all agreeing like on Cheap Trick and T-Rex and stuff like that. But we wanted to play heavier than that. So um, it was all great. And then but because of the lifestyle that we lived, it does, it catches up with you. And I, I think it was really, you know... Trying to think about when it really was at its worst was maybe like 86. So we came out in 81. So by 86, we were, you know, selling out. We'd been probably four years of selling out arenas and stadiums. And and the, and the thing about the 80s, because this movie is really era specific, is every time we did something wrong, we got like a, like a, a cookie for it. It was like, hey, good job. You guys like rolled a car. Like, hey, your album sales went up. You guys just throw more televisions out of the window. And, you know, you sort of like as a young kid, you're like, oh, this is great. This is like, I remember that. And then, you know, you would, you know, hear things. I remember, you know, about a lot of the guys that I was drawn to, more of the outlaw type. Uh, artists and that's where like drugs came into play for me like you know here when I was first introduced to heroin I thought well Johnny Thunders does heroin so he's super cool so I'll give it a shot 
you know, and that's uh, that, that that's literally you know how it how it starts. So when you when you started taking you know hard, hard drugs, heroin, uh, yeah. when you started to, to dabble with it first, then become addicted to it second, and whatever happened in between, you know, how long was it survivable for? You know, before yeah. it became an issue. You know, I'm one of these personalities that um, you know I get obsessed with things. So I, and that's part of why I'm successful in a lot of different areas. So I just I threw myself head head um, strong right into it right away because that just was the people I was surrounded. It was like the more is the better, and um, it was through you know multiple overdoses and then finally like hitting bottom. And I'm I'm really lucky to be honest with you that I was at my worst with heroin addiction for one year, and that's why I ended up writing the book The Heroin Diaries. And that also not only shows a little bit of a backstory for me and my relationship with my parents and the or, or the one I didn't have with my parents and sort of feeling abandoned trying to fill that hole but also talks a lot about recovery and that's what we're working on right now is a musical that'll be coming out next year and and it really shows the recovery side of it and we're hoping that the uh the projects go the heroin diaries uh musical will do for eight uh for the opiate epidemic what rent did for aids that's kind of our goal we're trying to we're working with the government actually and we're working on like keeping it national internationally and localized so okay and so do you have a beer now do you have a glass of wine do you have nothing no i I have nothing nothing yeah and you, you can't as simple as that or you choose not to i don't think it would be a good idea so you know a lot a lot of people have said you know they got to dinner right and they're like you know i'll have a iced tea and i'm like well why don't you Guys, drink what you usually drink. I'm not a Sobo cop here. (laughs) Sobo cop is good, right? I'm not. I'm not here. Where'd you get that from, Sobo cop? I don't. I think I just made it up somewhere. That is so cool. (laughs) You need to register that domain. I got to trademark that immediately. Sobo, us trademark. So yeah, we do it on the air. Okay, it could be our band. Nikki's idea. (laughs) Sobocop.com. Genius. What what kind of music do we play if our band's called Sobo Cop? Who cares? We're just we're just happy on life. (laughs) (laughs) Beach Boys one day, Led Zeppelin the next. I love it. I love it. I love it. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. This master of satirical comedy has made us laugh and gasp over the last two decades. His new stand-up show, Devil May Care, sees him dressed as Lucifer himself. Let's say hell-o to the devilish Marcus Brigstock. Thank you, Steve. Morning, Thank you. Hello, hello. So uh, the tour, it's gone gangbusters, uh, 50-odd yeah. dates, 25 um, performances at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and now a, a very brief residency to, to, to bow, say goodbye, and move on yes. to the Soho Theatre this the week. Soho. This yeah. week. starts tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, so is this a celebration of what's gone before? This show? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a completely new thing for me. I'm, I'm painting my head and hands red and gluing horns to my forehead and doing the whole show as Lucifer. The starting point of the show was how split and divided things feel at the moment and how we've seemed to have reached this weird point where the people who disagree with us aren't just disagreeing with us, they're actually bad, they're evil, there's something wrong with them. And and social media seems to have, like, blown this this up. You know, I like that film. Do you? Well, you're wrong. You're completely wrong. Like, nothing's subjective anymore. And then there's the, the, the issue of people, like, giving themselves a really hard time over quite simple stuff. So Lucifer, who's now retired and playing golf and stuff like that, has risen from hell to say, hell is full and we need to take back control of our borders 
because we're sick of people <laughs> arriving in hell uh, for having used a plastic straw after they broadcast Blue Planet 2. You're sort of dressed as the devil from yeah. the neck up. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Once, once the make, that's weird because people have, you know, people who come to the show have seen the poster of me in full Lucifer get up and then I walk out on stage and you can see people going, oh, he's really gone for it. Wow. And all my stand-up mates going, you have missed the point of stand-up, which is walk in, talk, and go again. It takes me like an hour to get ready and an hour to wash everything off. What about this thing called grievance without a cause, where people wake up grieved, aggrieved, and then spend the first five minutes looking for the cause, and then they have the cause for that day, and then they go to bed and have to find another one the next day because they're just waking up. What an up. exhausting way to live. No, but, it's true, it's really- but do you ever do that? Do you ever go to the places where you know you're going to be irritated? No, like, I see, that baggage reclaim at the airport, <laughs> right? That's the thing for me. There's a line round the reclaim. And if everyone stays behind the line, that system works brilliantly. Mm. One step forward, bag off, and away you go. Mm. But the uh, everyone treats the line like you have to get you, your trolley, and your whole family between the line in the front of the thing. And it's one of those things that goes right under my nail. Right? It makes me so angry. And I stand there knowing it's going to happen, waiting for it to happen, and being near the people who are making it happen the most, just choosing a grievance. I'm like... This is fine. Well, the person that's making it happen the most is the person who puts their toe over the line because the, that yeah. person gets slightly ahead of the person yeah. that's next to them. Then they have to go... That person genuinely can't see their bag, yeah. so has to go shoulder, one shoulder in front of the other person. Exactly. And it's, the same happens at the World Rallycross. Does it? Same thing. On the Welsh stage, yeah, but in in this case you get hit by a car. Well, I was going to say, the consequences (laughs) there uh, are a bit more extreme, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think you'll ever find any fans of World Rallycross edging towards the, 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 (laughs) what's it called? The The track, the the conveyor belt. The carousel is what it's called, the carousel. Yeah, but you get told off if you ride it. Uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, if you get on the baggage carousel. No, no, one would presume you do, but have you ever witnessed that happening? Yeah, I've taken my kids. Oh, hang on. It was me that told them off. Maybe I should have let did it happen. Did they get on it? Yeah, of course they did. did they They're kids. Well, whilst it was moving? Yes. Doesn't, don't alarms go off? It's me? an adventure. No, no. no, I get it. I get it. I just don't, I'm not sure it actually has ever happened. But you, your kids have Yeah, done my it. kids have done it. Yeah, of course. And are they a, th- a, fan, a fan of normal theme parks? Do they like other yeah, rides? Yeah, they love a ride. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we've never had to take them. We just take a cheap international flight and on they go. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. From the number of shells fired on the first day of the Somme to Napoleon Bonaparte's actual height, there is no history question our next guest can't answer. He's currently on tour with the brilliant and evening with the history guy. Please welcome the handsome history hunk, Dan Snow. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. How are you? Very good. Good to be back in the same studio with you. What do you think? But well, I think as well, it's the best view. I was looking out the window. I was trying to see if I could spot a historical building from every single century in the last thousand years. But I'm struggling with the 14th century. God darn it! Really? Uh, the monument's right opposite. The us. monument's right opposite. You can see the Tower of London to the right, and you can see St Paul's to the left. I mean, it's got it all. It's your best Belfast. You've got that going oh, on there. It's good. You've got some historic cranes. You got um, some, yeah, 21st century cranes. Yeah, so the, the you, an evening with the history guy. Uh, you've done 15. You're going to do lots more. You've had a bit of a half turn with the kids, and now they're not going to 
see for about a year. Uh, what what are people that are coming to the theatre going to see? What they're going to see is me kind of waxing lyrical about history, why it's the most important, wonderful subject you can ever study. Because history is the reason that we're all here today. If you look out this city, you look at London, you can see there's Billing Gates Fish Market. This is a city built around the Thames. The Romans put a bridge across here because it was the widest part of the Thames they could still bridge. So it's the closest part to the sea they could still bridge. And London's the result. So we're all sitting here, we're all speaking English, we're all in this place because of our past. And 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 I think I'm trying to sort of encourage people to to connect with that, especially in an era of Trump and Brexit and Russia kicking off and <laughs> trade wars with China. We all need to know about what's been going on. If you could go back to one century, which century would you go back to? Well, I'm looking out the window at that neoclassical building down there, and that's inspiring. So 18th century, it's a century with the male fashion was awesome. I mean, look at us blokes here. We just look rubbish, don't we? I mean, yeah, we do. can you ima- I mean, you actually look fantastic, I've got to say, because you're you're channeling your 18th century vibe there. You're going colours. <laughs> but I, well, this is just rubbish. I'm wearing brown, grey trousers. You've got a pink shirt on, Dan. This is my great. pathetic attempt. So the fashion, you know, the fashion, and also it's the period when we go from this kind of, we, we start going to some superstitious society when nothing makes sense to trying to make the world work the world out and you got that in the end of the 17th century 18th century modern ideas around the economy around social justice around politics around science the stars we kind of trying to trying to crack it and it's such an exciting century so so 18 so 17th 18th 1600s, so 16 yeah. and 17th so, yeah, yeah late 16 so looking out here st paul's cathedral being finished isaac newton starting doing his bit yeah. people starting to work out that if you perform the same experiment twice you get the same result oh maybe there are rules that govern the universe exciting times what's the brexit conversation like around your well, it's, breakfast table it's at the moment. quite Larry, really, and, and actually, <laughs> I, I should say that uh, we were talking about women earlier, and though most of the most impressive people in my family are women, like my auntie Margaret McMillan, who was on Desert Island Dis yesterday, legend. So, the, but, so there's a lot of Brexit chat, and John loves John Uncle. You know, John loves a crisis. He doesn't really mind. Like he just loves because the more that goes wrong, the better. Because it's for newsmen. That's what they live Bring for. Bring on right? the bonfire. Bring on. The, yeah. And so actually, no deal breaks the whole way. Like it was my dad's retired now, so he's and he's you know, his opinions are starting to come out, which he always kept hidden for all those years when he was on Newsnight or whatever. And now he's a bit worried. Like he's sad. You know, he's sad to see that he, he's always believed as someone who's a bit older. He you know he remembers the war and he remembers thinking, oh, it's probably quite a good idea if we all work together. And and I think there's you know there's going to be compromise. There's going to be messiness. But on the whole, I'm glad we're in the same room. So he's getting a bit sad as he about it actually and what can we learn from history right now to do God, with that well that's interesting I mean I think one of the things we learn from history is is don't assume everything's going to be okay um, you know they all thought that in 1914 they all thought oh, it'll be alright you know some Franz Ferdinand's been shot what's the worst going to happen and the answer was the worst happened was the most appalling one of the most appalling wars in history so but the other the other thing I mean, that, also we can take credit the trumpet historians I'll give you both sides because you can also take, say well actually the world is is it more advanced we are democracy's more locked in you know we are a, a different society than 100 years ago but my, my view and if you're looking back at history it just simply is where you've got a choice to work together it's going to be frustrating it's going to be really annoying it's going to represent a pain you're going to have to compromise all sorts of idiots you don't like it's frustrating you're not going to get your own whale time but on the whole it's, it's, by working together you do you can advance and you can put the you get the ball down the park a little bit the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky the best entertainment all in one place on Virgin Radio alright so um, joining us now Eddie Temple Morris our co-worker our, one of our co-hosts our colleagues a good friend of ours good morning Eduardo uh, good morning Christoph okay, Eddie on 10 till 1 uh, Monday through Friday uh, just after we finish uh, now Eddie 
Peggy, why are you on our show now? Why why have you come on to say hello now? You want me to talk about one of my heroes, him, Wim Hof, who I've literally just met. This is the Iceman. You were talking about altitude and stuff like that. That You're looking at a man that climbed Everest in a pair of shorts with no oxygen and no puffer jacket or anything uh, like that. And made it to the top? Not to the top. I think he, he'll tell you, but he got above the kill line, which I think is 27,000 feet. He got to 28,000 feet and he turned his ankle and had to come down. And he's doing this all with thousands of year old breathing technique. It's nothing new. It's a, it's a yogic breathing technique. It's a controlled mm. hyperventilation. You're basically overloading on oxygen to a DNA level. It's incredibly good for you. Now, you're, you're, you're sort of uh, his warm-up act, if you like. Yeah, yeah, a, I'm because we love you. B, because we love you. C, because we love you. But D, because you, you, do, you do this on a regular well, basis. here's the thing. I'm living proof. I've done the Wim Hof method, as it's called. It's, and it's free. You can do it for free. I did it. I didn't, you know, I paid maybe one ninety nine for an app yeah. back in the day, but you, it's, it's free now. I just got everything from YouTube and I've done it every day for two years and one month, except for one day, right, when I went to Berlin to work and I just, oh, what's the worst that can happen? I got a cold that day. I got a flu the, day, the one day that I didn't do it. And I, you know, I've been absolutely cold-free, flu-free, um, you know, for the rest of the time. Wim Hof is with us live in the studio. Vassos, it's all over to you for everything now. Well, Wim, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming. Wow. Are you aware how how, how cool you are? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> it's breaking the ice. <laughs> uh, cool, yes, I'm cool. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, not just because you're the Iceman, but also... I mean, look at you. You've got a Kilimanjaro T-shirt on. You've got you've got khaki shorts on. You've got your sandals in the middle of February, even though it is quite sunny. And I love your hat. Tell us about your hat. Yeah, yeah. Somebody knitted uh, that hat. I uh, really respectful uh, wear it. How did you become somebody who could set world records for your ability to withstand extreme cold? Where did that start? You know, uh, there's more than meets the eye. <laughs> But you don't know what it is. I, I went into esoteric disciplines and all kinds of things, yoga and uh, kung fu and karate, and uh, but the, nothing beats the cold. The cold is merciless but righteous. Brings you right back into the depth. How often do you ice bath? Like, uh, yeah, every day if it's possible. If I'm traveling, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not possible. Did you did you hear Eddie just now when you were sitting outside? How how he starts every day with the Wim Hof method. He paid one ninety nine for your app. I think he wants a refund <laughs> yeah. because it's, yeah, it's free yeah. now. It's free now. <laughs> and the best and the best <laughs> thing is when you time, eh? is when you go when I went with snowboarding and I ended up you know just people just thought I was nuts. I just went outside and just fell just fell backwards into a snowdrift after I'd done you know the breathing and it doesn't hurt. It takes away your your uh, your pain receptors down, correct me if I'm wrong, down to about 20%, which is why when you're having a baby, what do they say? Breathe, breathe, you know, because it, it, things hurt less. Right, Wim, come on, these guys do it because of you, you did it because of who? Who was your guru, your mentor? I just see the one word there behind you, sky, it's a sky, you know, something, there is more than meets the eye, you know, and it's there. And our ability, we lost. I just got it back. It's a connection in the depth of our brain. And I just proved it in uh, scientific studies. Ross, how did you meet 
Yeah, I Wim. think that's a really good point that Wim just said there. That I one thing that I learned from Wim is that the I believe we're kind of atrophying these ancient age-old mechanisms, you know, within us. So I think this ability to thermoregulate, to control our body temperature, but right now we can control our artificial environments. We can turn the heating on if we're a little bit cold. Um, so for the Great British Swim. I needed something to help me get around the top of Scotland, you know, when it was like six degrees. And so I ended up, you know, reaching out to women saying, look, you know, I'm, I'm planning this. I'm, I want to swim around Great Britain. I'm worried about the cold. And it was, it was Wim who kind of taught me, one, yeah, about cold resilience and everything, also about immune health, but also performance and, and almost mental resilience. And I think we're, everybody listening, we're, we're far more powerful than often our own minds allow us to believe. And certainly, you know, with Wim, you know, uh, Consi says, you know, Mother Nature is, is what do you say, Wim? With, with Mother Nature is basically so merciless but righteous yes, at the same time. It is. And it that, is. that was certainly the case I found. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I think this mental resilience thing and atrophying the, the, the brainstem, which is related to the resilience to cold, heat, and stress in general, stress is the biggest killer within the West. And it is cell biological stress, which creates inflammation. Inflammation creates depression, autoimmune diseases and all. We found the solution. And I'm uh, proving this in scientific uh, research, comparative studies, that we are able to enter into the deepest part of the brain and get there connected with our will again. And once that is, they said... We have the compelling evidence, psychiatrists, eh, professors, after looking uh, in my brain. Besides of that, they've, the most uh, uh, exciting uh, thing they found was brain activity. Will you, stay in touch? Will you stay in touch with us, please? Yes, sir. Okay, Thank that, you. That microphone is yours whenever you want it. Uh, can I say one right more thing? On. Anyone listening that has Crohn's disease... The Wim Hof Method. That, again, massive anecdotal evidence that people are managing it in a way that's blowing their minds. My nephew has Crohn's disease. Well, it's a terrible it. disease, I tell you, and we are able to get the inflammation down, which is the cause and effect of Crohn's disease and arthritis. We can get it to 0%. Excellent. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Entering the ring now are two acting heavyweights who star in Stephen Merchant's new film, Fighting With My Family. It's unleashed in cinemas nationwide tomorrow. But before it is, let's get psyched with Nick Frost <laughs> and Jack Loudon. Good morning, Hello. gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. All right, so Jack, um, premiere last night, young man. What was it like last night? It was a big party or...? 
Nah. I was in bed at 11. 11? Yeah. We've had a baby a few weeks ago, so any second we get, not Jack and I, but me and my partner get to just go to sleep. We do that. So let's talk about training, training for this, because you both had to do quite a lot. Okay, Jack Jack on Zach, first of all. So so Zach is, um, at the time of shooting, Zach was 20 stone and I was 12 stone. And so there was a bit of a distance to go. And um, I got six weeks. Stephen gave me six weeks, uh, five meals a day, and a trainer for twice a day doing CrossFit. I don't know if you've ever done CrossFit. It's insane. It's sort of military, um, like rope climbing and a lot of crying and screaming. Um, and we did that <laughs> twice a day with a lot of um, chicken and sushi. And I got to um, 13 and a half stone. <laughs> so, you know, so, but a lot of it was, you know, it was in the face. Similar for you, Nick? Similar regime? Yeah, I ate a wedding cake a day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we trained for two weeks and, you know, they worked out like a, a few amazing routines for us in terms of the fights. And I'd never been in a, an actual ring before and they set up this incredible ring in uh, a really beautiful old 1930s... Um, well, was it? men's club in, yeah, it was in incredible. London, yeah. But just the, the ring itself is so vibrant and it moves and it talks and just to kind of get a big man in my arms and throw him down to the ground was it was <laughs> a real we, feeling we of did. power we, we wrestled we, 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 we danced we wrestled. yeah we, we danced, danced a lot you, you two went toe to toe oh yeah how yeah. was that I had to I had to fling myself at you horizontal Nick yeah just trying to catch him and then slam him down but just be being careful because I think you know, I was I, I was potentially had the next James Bond in my hand. Uh, what? what? <laughs> Shatter hand. Yeah, we, haven't talked, we haven't talked about Shatter yeah. hand. Uh, the news of the weekend that apparently the new film Bond film is going to be called Shatter hand. Is it? Uh, that's what they're saying, and he starts shooting oh. on April the sixth. Couple of rewrites of Shatter hand. I know, I know. Weird. <laughs> uh, so, what did you learn about wrestling? Um, that you, that any, the, the secrets that you can. I mean, there wouldn't be secrets if you can tell us about them, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, behind well, the scenes I, how does it work what, what, how much can you tell us about how it really works well they're very they're very health and safety conscious right. yeah which I love they're all about protecting one another even though it looks explosively violent and awful it really does there are little secrets that they show you to just gently lay someone down you know what I mean not to actually hurt <laughs> it never people. looks yeah. like I know but there's a lot of clever. cupping like a lot of cupping rather than grabbing yes you know basic things like that it's very gentle it's quite nice how, how, how much time do you spend with Dwayne The Rock Johnson himself who's responsible for this film he's behind this film uh, he's partly responsible for it yeah. you know he, he he did what like three days on a six week shift yeah. no know? but didn't he what didn't he sit <laughs> Didn't he see a documentary he, uh, about the family in his hotel room when he was over the here? The story goes, yeah, he was here in London, I think, shooting Fast and Furious 19, and he <laughs> saw this documentary, which is a brilliant documentary, um, on the family, and he thought, yeah, that would make a cracking film. So he's behind it. That's all immense. Yeah, I mean, he's involved in it, yeah. But didn't he... He's the power. Didn't he produce it? Didn't he make it happen? He did. He did, along with Steven, along with Film 4, and along with um, a lot of other people. But he, <laughs> he, did, he, did, he did a day. He did a day no, on no. He did a couple of days on the film. No. Just, just say that he was the boss. And <laughs> right, he was in charge. Then you can be Shatterhand. <laughs> <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Music and comedy have long been bedfellows, but few combine the two with the panache and hysterics of our next guest. Please welcome a man that is bettered only by his beautiful, talented, charming and charismatic partner, Greg Davies on Taskmaster. It's Alex Hall! It's your husband! Yay! On the show, hi Alex! <laughs> on it! Oh, you're on it. <laughs> Did you think we were joking? <laughs> Morning. Uh, Even better. Nice to see you. 
But yeah, what's she meant was, hello, <laughs> darling, I love you. <laughs> hello, everyone. You have seen him before. <laughs> yeah. That was like, you were frightened of him. Yeah, well, that's I not the normal reaction. The <laughs> that's not a healthy reaction, is it? For it a was the to... jumper. You don't like the jumper? You gave him the I jumper. I did buy you that jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Very bright. Uh, so, Alex, the horn section, so for people who don't know, uh, it has horns and it's uh, it's eponymous because you are Alex Horn. Yes. With an E, mm-hmm. uh, but it's musical, so it has it could have horns in it if, if you want It does have to. horns in it. Okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's music and comedy, Chris. I think we're the first people ever to combine the two. I don't think anyone's done that yet. So there's five musicians and myself, and I'm not musical, but I've, I'm in control of these talented people. So that's sort of the joke that I've, I'm the conductor with the bat on but I don't know what I'm doing so what goes on from start to finish with a, ho- a horn section gig well we, we were in Swansea last night I can talk you through that um, they were funnier than us this often happens in Liverpool and Wales where the audience are slightly funnier than you and so they dominated it But um, so there's a lot of audience interaction we found a man called John who rides a bus and has his own uh, male voice choir so he was the feature of the show it's quite a spontaneous show uh, there's jazz there's music there's hip hop there's uh, Airbnb Airbnb <laughs> Pretty much all the genres. <laughs> it's good fun, Chris. It sounds hilarious. Is it a good joke? It was a brilliant joke. Thank um, you. If you don't yeah. get a, a guy who drives a bus... We always, get, a, we always get a bus driver. You, but who has a Welsh male voice choir. Mm. If you don't get one of those, what else are you looking for? There'll be someone. For? But um, So there's, there are hints of Taskmaster in the show, which is the, the telly show I do. So we do a task with audience members who seem to like that. There's some tender moments. There's some anger. What's the, where, where's the anger coming from? <laughs> Surely that's orchestrated. Surely you, you're like one of the most tranquil individuals I've ever met. Well, the band get in, increasingly infuriated by the way I treat them. I don't know the pianist's name. He's a temporary pianist. He's been in the band seven years now. Right. So I've not learned his name. So they 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 have this residual. I think they're just cross with me generally. Is it, is it, is it simmering revolt? <laughs> it's more than simmering Does now. It it's, what's it... the one above simmering? It's sort of approaching boi- boiling. Mm, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. You know the incident with. Keeper, the kepper, the keeper, yeah. with him not yeah. going off. It's happening like that now. I'm the manager and the trumpeter won't stop playing. When I tell him to stop, he just says, oh, no, I'm carrying on. I'm going to play my trumpet. Are you actually in charge or do they just let you think you're in charge? It's a bit of both. My tactic in my career is to surround myself with more talented people. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, fair enough. <laughs> when, um, because Rachel's no, no longer, you know, she's no, no longer part of the Monday to Friday breakfast regime. Are you in charge then? I am in charge, yeah. I give them... Um, oh, he gives I them, give them cho- bad chocolate cereal. chocolate cereal on Mondays <laughs> to make Monday better. Because otherwise Monday's bad. So they have um, Frosties on a Monday. Yes. And Which she I completely so disapprove of. But she's not there. So yeah. Dad can do what he wants. Tuesday? Tuesday they have... <laughs> uh, no, Tuesday's It's like part... a Craig David song, but yeah. different. <laughs> I do give them fruit on Tuesday. I give them fruit on Tuesday. Not Monday, Sometimes not on Wednesday. Raisins on Wednesday. On Monday, <laughs> fruit juice lying on Tuesday. It's all lie on Wednesday. I'm trying to introduce them to music at the moment. I'm uh, Prince, I'm playing them at the moment. Diamonds and Pearls, that album. This is the sort of stuff we get up to when you're not there. Okay, Some of it's inappropriate. Like, you could always listen to the radio. They yeah. do sing the Selco um, advert. Oh, we listen to a lot of Virgin. On don't, holiday. Don't play ad breaks on the show. They, no, because we have we Virgin on all day. It's where the trade goes. <laughs> all the time on holiday, that's all our six-year-old sign. Yeah, we're in the Maldives and they're singing the Selco advert. <laughs> you know the Vonage ad? The Vonage ad bangs on about an entourage. If you have an entourage, you want to get in with the Vonage. I, I, I keep screaming at the radio, why don't they call it a Vontourage? <laughs> sure, it's got, who are these copywriters? Well, therefore, it's a Vontourage, isn't it? It's not difficult, it's not, but it's not a huge leap, is it, Alex? No, no, I th- I'm completely on your side in this, okay. in this argument. Well, there you are. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 
show, Stephen Knight. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Um, so we've sorted your next film uh, during that last Absolutely. record. Absolutely. <laughs> the Nike story sounds Nike incredible. St- Steve Knight on Phil Knight. Absolutely. No, I mean, the, the, just all the, the stuff about him. and the, I'm Obviously, a really different sort of brain. Have you, re- have you read the book? No, I haven't. Do you think it's here? You can't have it because no. it's still in the middle. Do you think you might read it one day? I think I it's might su- now. It's such a, it's so Incredible. well written. So well, he read it himself. He's a beautiful writer. Yeah. Not unlike yourself, sir. Thank you very much. All right, so Stephen, before we get on to Serenity, yep. starring Anne Hathaway and only Matthew McConaughey, by the way, um, Academy Award winners. It's out tomorrow on Sky Cinema and across the country in uh, movie theatres. Can we just talk about who wants to be a millionaire? We can. We I did I had no idea. Do you know, for years and years and years, I was trying to write the sequel to who wants to be a millionaire because oh, yeah. it's the perfect game show what was your involvement in it at the time all the broadcasters were saying uh, no quiz shows quiz shows are dead and then uh, millionaire happened and it was really it took off like a rocket it was amazing the irony is of course that it did actually kill off all the quiz shows there are there are quiz shows <clears> around <throat> now chase is doing pretty well but nowhere near mm. um, and what what happened with who wants to be a millionaire yeah. because it was so good mm. and i was in tv formats at the time and i was yeah, creating yeah. my own formats and i you know holy grail as always you know mm. and i talk about i talk about one of the one of the most um revealing enlightening moments in my tv experience mm-hmm. fr- from being a researcher yeah. writer presenter whatever it may have been an actor from time to time mm-hmm. was the day that somebody showed me the original pitch document for who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> and it was four pieces of a4 yeah. stapled in the corner and this was the document it wasn't a copy this was yeah. the one and it was a four Four pieces of I it because kids, all you need, <laughs> all you need is a blank sheet of A4 to achieve greatness. Okay, the best things in the world have been done on paper, putting pen to paper. From Shakespeare to to what happened in ancient China to what's happening now to to anything you can imagine. You, you think about the things that have been put, you know, put put down on paper and what have happened as a consequence. You know, many bad as many bad things as good things, but all from pen touching paper and here you have these four pages of A4 the first page simply said he wants to be a millionaire in brackets a game show um, stripped over ten nights on ITV that was page one wasn't it (laughs) yeah page two was answer 15 questions correctly win a million pounds in uppercase keep it simple that's the thing page three (laughs) was the sequential uh, amounts of money to getting to a million pounds and the safety points which was another stroke of genius so you can bank this money and you can still gamble on the next question in the next set of four I mean interestingly the the thing that was the the game changer really was all of these things trying to keep people in the game we it finally clicked when we were allowing contestants to see the next question before they made the decision. Yeah, yeah. That changed everything because then they thought, I sort of know this or I think I know someone who might know this and that's when the thing really started to get tense. So that's page three. Page yeah. four was the lifelines and that was the pitch document and it read so simply and I thought, oh my God, that's so simple. I know it's so complicated. I know it ended up simple just like the pyramids did. You, you, can, just, you can draw a pyramid, look, there's a pyramid, but you try and build one. Yeah, exactly. And it was the same thing, wasn't it? Genius moment. Anyway, hats off to that. Thank okay, you. Thank so you. that's that chat. I just had to have that no, chat with to, you. I've done oh, really... it's making the goosebumps on uh, the back of it. Right, so it. Serenity, Okay, yes. now this is so interesting because once again you're trailblazing, you're pioneering yeah. because we have a simil release, a yeah. simil cast, if you like. I don't know what I don't know what the simil v- word. I think for there it isn't is. a word yet. But maybe a, a, what do you call it? It's a release, a simil, a simil release, if you like. <laughs> uh, but 
It's out on Sky Cinema tomorrow and it's also uh, um, released in movie theatres tomorrow. It stars Matthew McConaughey. It stars Anne Hathaway. I'm halfway through it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You've got some surprises to come. Well, there's already been some. So you take (laughs) us through what happens in the the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, the fundamental story... Ostensibly, it's the story of a fisherman uh, who fishes for tuna, is obsessed with a particular fish that he keeps getting on the hook and keeps getting off. And then his ex-wife shows up and offers him a large sum of money to take her new husband out on the boat, get him drunk and throw him over the side to the sharks. And that is the setup. And uh, uh, someone, you know, I've, I write a lot of conventional stuff for, for studios and, and um, you know, the, the, the three-act structure and the, the arc of the character and all those rules about what you do with filmmaking. What I wanted to do was set up a conventional story with with reference to other movies as well within it that are sort of hidden and or out in plain sight. And then destroy it and then pull the rug from under it. Sort of like taking a car, splashing it into a tree and following the wheel that goes rolling down the road. So that was the... And whenever I'm, some, an idea comes that is quite experimental, uh, a bit like Locke, is, is I then decide to direct it because I think if it, if it goes into the system it would get changed so I've, put, I've, I've done it as purely as I can Okay, I mean, a fascinating tale so, I mean, you know, you get yourself proven track record, everybody's going to be excited about your involvement, everybody's really excited about the fact that these, the, these, the, it's this simul lease uh, out mm-hmm. with Sky Cinema and in the movie theatres on the same day but then you need, you need some dynamite in there so you get Anne Hathaway and you get Matthew McConaughey yeah. are you responsible for to, to, to tempting them into your realm? Well it's a mysterious uh, world when you write a script and release it into Hollywood in other words to the agents and then you sort of wait and normally you can work a long time. Sometimes you wait ten years for a for a, a, a star who will get it financed to, to take the bait. If you like, there's a fishing analogy. But <laughs> are you uh, a fisherman? Do you I like am. That? Oh yeah, that's why I've, the idea came when I was on a fishing boat in St Lucia fishing for. Where sheep. are you from? Birmingham. So you're the Hemingway of Birmingham. Oh wow! In very much because so. <laughs> one man and um, the old man in the sea. Cause that's, oh, that's, yeah. It's all in there, isn't but it? But it's all deliberate reference yeah, to know, those sort I of know, things. It's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 who said yes first, Anne Hathaway or Matthew McConaughey? Uh, Matthew. Uh, you know, the, the, somehow the thing gets out there and you get some feedback and then suddenly you get a star who says they're interested. I went met Matthew um, in LA and we talked and he, he liked the idea and he liked the way it irreverently broke the rules because yeah, yeah. um, that's the sort of stuff he likes. And then and very shortly afterwards um, was on board. This doesn't happen. Not only not often, it doesn't happen ever. <laughs> that this, you know, that the doors fly open. Right. Right. And so then what began as an experimental small film because of the nature of the, the talent, became a much bigger deal. Good for you. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. The best entertainment all in one place. On Virgin Radio. From singing karaoke at his local pub in Essex, uh, to Ryan songs with Ed Sheeran, and jetting with Snoop Dogg, our next guest has done it all, and he's still doing it all. He's going to be doing <laughs> it all for a long time to come. Currently sitting in the big red chair for ITV's The Voice. It is... Uh, Mr. Pop himself, Mr. Ollie Mers. Good morning, Ollie. Yes, Welcome to the it's good show. to be here. So, uh, what have you learned from series to series with the voice? You know, if, if you were, if you were advising maybe a future coach, mm-hmm. right? You say, look, you might not realise this in series one, but what you can do is this. In you know se- what? Being on other TV shows, Chris, right? That a lot of the other TV shows that I've been on before, 
it was a bit produced, too overproduced. Right. Well, there was one thing I'd say about anyone coming on The Voice. I, I thought there'd be people telling me what to do, or up next we've got this person, blah, 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 or anything. You know, can you do this on camera? Can you sing at this point? The, the Voice has none of that. It's, it, what, I, what I learned very quickly is that I spoke to Sir Tom. I was like, you know, can I, what, what can I say? Or do? He's like, just do what you want. Like, you say what you want, I can move when I want, I can sing when I want, I can say whatever I want, and it's, it's a great feeling. It's, it's different. It's no restrictions. So for any coach going into the chair, I don't want to oversell it and make it sound amazing because I don't want them to take my job because I really love it. It's, it's a really easy, easy job for me because I get to... I love music, I love helping people, and I get to sit next to Sir Tom every week. It's pretty amazing. So how are the other judges faring? Are they all in good, good fine order? Because obviously Tom... He's yeah, well, Tom's Tom. great. I feel I always feel for Jennifer, and Will's pretty much here all the time. I always feel for Jennifer Hudson because she's just flew over from. She's done, been doing the the Oscars this week, and she's obviously filming Cats at the moment, and obviously then she's doing the Aretha Franklin movie. She's and then she's on the Voice America as well. So she she flies in and out all the time. So for her, it's it's crazy. But um, but all of us, we just get on so well. We don't see each other much, but when we do, it's. You've got a whole day together today, so it's going to be good. She stopped the show, didn't she, a couple of weeks ago? Because um, it went viral when she just... The Impossible she... Dream. Oh, what and was that what... like? Listen, I get so upset. I was just talking out there. I hate when pe- I mean, people always go online and they always think that these things are... You've, you've practised that, you've rehearsed that. And the one thing about all of us on the show, we, we don't. We just get all these crowd heckling us. You can sing, 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 sing. And then Jennifer just went to Tenchi, the, the MD, and said, can I, can I sing Impossible Dream? And and then she just did it, and I was just sat there going, "Oh my god!" I mean, she I got, is. I think I got about ten million hits in a minute or something stupid. Oh, it was like... incredible, and you know what? The, their moments on the show are just got a gold dust, and that's what that's what she brings to the show. She is phenomenally, you know, one of the best singers I've ever seen. And literally, she's standing right next to me. It's like, well, obviously not it's Rachel, but but Jennifer <laughs> is standing right next to me. She's she's incredible, Jennifer. Yeah. Can you knock out a tune, Rach? No. A bit of impossible drink. Come on. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Come I, on I have Rach. told you, We've I was told to mime okay, so in my school your... choir. What I was your... told to mime in my school choir. Are you serious? I had an expressive face but couldn't sing in tune. What is, so... your, what is your shower song? Do you have a song or, or a karaoke oh, song? Oh, actually, was yesterday a... I was freewheeling, freewheeling down the hill on my bicycle and all I could think of was Enrique Iglesias, Be My Hero. <laughs> I was well, building that one out. <laughs> wow. Did you, what, what's, what's, what, what would you sing at karaoke? ABBA. ABBA. Nice. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. ABBA's really hard to oh, sing. Is it? Really, oh, it goes all over the place, ABBA. <laughs> Dancing Queen, nice idea. You try and sing Dancing Queen all the way through and not be actually in ABBA. It's very difficult. Oh, okay, okay. What about you? Come on. Obviously, we're going to have a karaoke. You know, I always, I always, I always go for a rapping song like a Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, why? Tell us why. Tell us why. or Shaggy or something. I just, I just can't because I, I got thrown out. Well, I didn't get thrown out. I walked up to this bar once. It was a karaoke bar in. Um, I was on a holiday, and I walked up, and the guy said, "Sorry, mate, you're not allowed in." And I was like, and he put his arm across me. I said, "What are you, what are you doing that for?" He's like, um, "We don't accept your kind in here." I said, what do you mean you're kind? He goes, well, you can sing. <laughs> We're not allowing singers in. If you're going to come to karaoke, you can't sing. I was like, but I'm not going to sing my own songs. I just want to have a laugh and have a drink was with my mates. serious? 100%. He would no not let way. me in. It actually ended up escalating into something worse. I was in, I was, I actually ended up nearly having a fight with this guy and he was in the papers, weirdly enough. The sun had this CCT footage of me <laughs> kicking off with this guy. He, he would let me in. Well, I'm sort of not. I mean, I don't condone violence in any way, shape or form, but not, not being allowed in a karaoke bar because 
you're Olly Mers and you can sing. That's I, I mean that is outrageous. I just wanted to go and have a fu- have a laugh anyway. <laughs> but I, I always do. I always try and do something funny or something to entertain people because if I hate going up there thinking I've got a Sim Young song, you know what I mean. But that's what everybody wants you to do. Nah, I couldn't do it. And I and I, and, I, and, I, and yeah, I wouldn't want to murder anyone else's song. So <laughs> I'll just I'll just do something fun. Um, fitness wise, yes, mate. What are you up to? Fitness, yeah, always doing something, right. always doing What's something. What's the last thing you did on Saturday? I've got in, in this sort of habit. I quite like it though because I love doing sports. Um, me and my, uh, I've got a couple of trainers, but Danny, Danny from VIP in Essex is not like a VIP. Like it's just the branded company that he works for, but well, he's his own company, and uh, he. He's become really good friends of mine, and he. We said we'd just start doing some racket sports. So the other week we did squash, and on so on Saturday we decided to go and do badminton. Right, and it was really good fun. <laughs> I just randomly turned up to this, we, and we didn't book it. We randomly turned up to this sports center, and um, Danny, I said, Danny, have you booked it? He went, No. I went, We well, can't just turn up on a Saturday morning to a sports centre and just expect to get a badminton call. He goes, but I'm with you. It'd be fine. <laughs> I'm like, but look at the state of me. So we rocked up and we managed to get a court in the end, which was decent. So we had a bit of badminton. So that's what I've been doing recently. What about you? Have you been doing any fitness? Yeah, no, we did. Well, we're getting ready for the London Marathon. So what are you getting ready for, Fass? I've got a few hundred milers that I'm doing this year. But i tell you what, badminton. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> a couple. Just a few. Um, Badminton's tiring, isn't it? It's also it's, really aggressive. Well, it, yeah, it is. It's uh, yeah, but you you feel like you're hitting it really hard, but you're not. It just goes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm really hitting this hard. I know. And um, but no, you, you end up just doing like we call them in football doggies. You just like you're just sprinting from there and back, there and back, there and back, there and back, and then in the end you think, God, that really did, is tiring. I did the Great North Run last year, and yes, I you and did, I, and I did the half marathon right with um with Paul. Paul chaperoned you round, didn't yes, he? Because he, he did. took me round once. Absolute legend he is. And, and, um, but anyway, killed me. My, my knees have not been the same since. Well, did you train for it? Yeah, of course I did. I did a whole year of training. Well, how did it hurt your knees then? Because running on the road, I've got bad knees anyway. I've got a bad. I've got no. I a- think your knees I've are got, great. I've got no ACL. <laughs> I've got no ACL in my left leg. Again, that's careless of you not to have an ACL. I know. It's my own fault. Have Pay you got football. insoles? Um, no, I didn't need them. All I right, could well, walk for about two weeks. Well, what we discovered this this week is that um, Wim Hof, this this um, Dutch legend of breathing and mm-hmm. yoga, and uh, he, he, this guy can regulate his own body temperature to survive in an ice bath for over two hours. He keeps setting the new world record for staying in an ice bath, and he he. he Beats his last record by a minute. It's two and a bit hours at the moment, but he can do four. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on a minute. Yeah. How long? Four hours. Four hours in, in an, an ice, ice bath. bath. Yeah, and he regulates his own, own body temperature, and he teaches other people how to do this. However, via this part of the process is you start by having a cold shower. You know what? I have seen this because one of my friends, I think I saw on Instagram, went to see him, and they did these little classes, and he had to go and sit in a river with him, mm. with like in, in a circle holding hands. That's something else. But um... <laughs> no, <laughs> and they had to sit in cold water, and it's all about doing cold showers. That's how you start it. Yes. I get this. Yeah. yeah so, so we've all started this week. So what you do? Have is, you really? Yeah, so you have your shower, your, your normal shower, yeah, and then you turn it, you, you, th- you count yourself down three to one, and you turn it to zero temperature, and then you wait because it takes a there's a lag for it to get cold. And yeah. And when you think it's at its coldest, you've already folded your arms. When you think it's at its <laughs> I'm coldest, by this. when you think it's at its coldest, you then try and stay under it for 15 seconds and you build up to two minutes and you graduate it however you yeah. feel most comfortable. Well, I was doing that when I was doing, um, when I was training for my half marathon. Every time I finished a, a three or four mile run or a six mile run, I'd always go straight into a cold shower for, for as long as it was, two or three minutes, four minutes. But the thing, is, the thing is, we have a, we have a shower wired up now. 
Do you want to go and ha- have a go? You're winding me no, up. No, I'm not at all. I'm no way am I doing it now. <laughs> Come on, why not? I can't do it. I've got to go to this morning with Phil and Holly. Yeah, and his hair they will, done. Well, you'll, be, you'll be freshly laundered for them. I, c- I can't. I, I, if you'd have told me, I would have done it. I would have come in here with... with I'd have just gone straight in. But I can't now. No, I know. I That'd know. have been fun, though. No, but it is ready to go. So, Ozzy Nick's willing to do it. Maybe, why don't you sing an Ollie Murs song to Ollie Murs in the shower <laughs> before he goes on Phil and Holly? Yeah. Wow, he's doing it. Do you want to do? Do you want to go and chaperone Ozzy Nick while he does it for us? Yeah, and, then, and he'll sing a and bit w- of. W- a, watch him in the watch him in the show. No, just, just <laughs> officiate. <laughs> do you want to go and watch Ozzy got, in the got, shower naked Ozzie singing Nick. your he's song? <laughs> come in, Ollie Murs, by the executive shower on the fourteenth floor. Hello, Ollie. Hello. What is what is going on, everyone? I'm currently uh, in a toilet. Well, in a shower, stroke toilet with Ozzy. Um, <laughs> A very uh, not not very hairy man um, <laughs> likes to wear his boxers in the shower. Well, this, this, um, that's, that's fine. We're pulling, okay <laughs> pulling very strange faces. He's never done this before, by the way. Okay. Um, he's currently, as you can hear, you He's having a lovely. This is a very strange moment for me to be watching another man have a shower. Don't <laughs> don't make out you've not done this before. And now you're an. Inter- can you video this and put it on your Instagram thing, please, Ollie? If you don't I, mind. I, I am gonna. We, we're gonna do that now. Okay. So um, what? I think the format of this, Ollie, is 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 the shower already running? Is Nick having a shower now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ozzy is currently in the shower. It's nice and warm, as you said. Yeah. Um. And he's when when you give me the go ahead, he's gonna flip it to cold. And that is when we are going to start um, <laughs> to see how long he can last in a cold shower. All right, which is very good for his health up to a certain point. And we'll let you. Are you are you, you health and safety trained? Have you been on have your first aid course? We signed this off. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my fault, guys. It wasn't no, my fault. It, it wasn't me. Uh, right. Okay. So um, when you. When you're ready, Ollie, you give the three to one countdown to him, turning the shower to, to absolute zero, um, and uh, then, okay. we'll, then we'll start the count. So off you go. Right, okay. So, Ozzy, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, Chris, are you ready? We're ready. <laughs> okay. In three, two, one. Give it to Cole. Okay. Go on, that's it right there. Here we go. Oh! <laughs> we need to start the count. That's us. <laughs> Okay, and especially for Ozzy Nick and his brand new friend Ollie Murs, Brian Ferry. Let's stick together, guys. Come on, then, you two. Come on, come in. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not quite over it. Aussie, bless him. <laughs> how, are you, how are you, sir? Nick, how do you feel? Oh, invigorated. <laughs> Invincible and invigorated. Invigorated. Oh, oh, all of it. All you. of it. Excuse my So how, lo- how long did he last, Ollie? Do you want to know the... Uh, do I get a drum roll? Do I get any I sort of... I can give you a drum roll. Hang on a second. Can you give me a we drum roll? We can do all that. Hang what on was a the, What was the numbers? What were the figures? Um, I was 45. You were 52. I with went your 45, 52. I went 117. I went, I went 130. Yeah, I haven't heard his reaction. Hang on a second. Here we go. Go on, off you go. Okay, so Chris Evans, what did you say? 117. You said 170. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can reveal <laughs> that Aussie did it in 42 seconds. 42 seconds. That's pretty impressive, Aussie. 
I'm still shivering. <laughs> oh, that was good. But how did you feel? Did oh, you feel? I feel invigorated. This is it. Let's uh, do this. Let's do today. <laughs> let's do the whole show let's again. Let's do it again. <laughs> and you take the morning off. It's okay. Yeah. Let's, all, let's all do it and see what we all get. Yeah. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. So if you're just tuning in, Kate Burley, she's been at Sky News for 100 and what is it? How many years? 108 years. years. 108 years. Okay. <laughs> many, many years. Uh-huh. Uh, she started Sky up with the five other people around it in Rupert Murdoch's flat back in 1988 and 37,000 employees later they're still going although Mr Murdoch is no longer part of the scenario no he is not we uh, we were bought out by Comcast which is NBC and others uh, in October of last year and has that changed anything so far not as far as Sky News is concerned um, and we've actually put an editorial board in place to make sure that we are completely independent and neutral so right. there, if the lawyers are listening. Okay, and you're not backward at coming forward about what you've had done work-wise yep, as well. Yeah, um, I've had a facelift. You've had a, a now you you systematically you had a bottom facelift. What do they call it? No, a lower face. Sorry, lower, I don't even know how it works. Oh, because course. Although my bottom could no, do because you can have a bottom facelift, <laughs> yeah, can't you? Apparently. Or a bottom lift. Yeah, well, I've got a very big bottom. My so grandfather used to say it was like a letting board for pigeons. <laughs> well, that's, where was he from? Wigan. Wigan, okay, of course he was, because you're from Wigan. Well, not of course he was, but from Wigan. The, the best uh, colloquial phrase I heard this week was if a Yorkshireman um, wanted to, to pour scorn on somebody who'd sort of done him over, he would say, I hope his rabbit dies and he can't sell the hutch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That says so much, doesn't it? Don't you think so? I'm using that. But he'll be from Lancashire when I tell that story. Let's go to a children's book now. (laughs) Mums and dads. Love that century. Okay, how would you like to talk about Mr Dog and the Rabbit Habit? All right, one straight talking journalist now celebrating 30 years with Sky. That's Kay Burley, which is the one you (laughs) Sitting next to... Uh, a guy who's climbed Mount Everest, uh, swam with the crocodiles and oh. rode across the Atlantic. But this morning he's made his way up to the 14th floor of the News Tower to talk about Mr. Dog and the Rabbit Habit, his first book for kids. It is Ben Vogel. Good morning. Good morning. Ben. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Mr. Dog and the Rabbit Habit, how did this come about? Do you know, well, so I've written 10 books, love writing. I spend so much time in kind of planes and boats and cars traveling around the world for, for various jobs that I do. So I've got a lot of time thinking. And uh, I think I'd always wanted to write a children's book. As a child, I loved Dr. Zeus, I, you know, I, I loved the lyricism of, of his writing. And it wasn't until I became a dad and had children, started reading them endless stories that I thought, okay, I think I can do this now because I knew that they would be my greatest critics, yeah. that, that I would be able to hand them that manuscript, which quite frankly was the most terrifying experience of my life, to hand them this beloved and book. And you've been in some pretty terrifying experiences. I know, but there's nothing quite like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, oh my gosh, I mean, she's terrifying I'm so she keeps me on my toes is she a future Kay Burley oh my gosh because <laughs> there are future politicians not yet born that need grilling in the future I don't know what it is about I don't know what it is about my daughter I mean she's amazing but she she definitely uh, keeps me on my toes so um, I think having my kids w- was the moment when I thought actually maybe this is the time and, and what I wanted to do is bring in my passions in life I love dogs grown up with dogs all my life and uh, and I spent lots of time in the in the countryside and I thought I'd marry them together and do a new series of doggy adventures. All right, so this is Mr. Dog and the Rabbit Habit. I got somebody to review this book last night. Okay. My 10-year-old son. Oh, okay, that's quite nerve-wracking. Okay, so here is what Noah Nicholas Martin... Oh, Noah, be kind, please. Noah Noah Nicholas Martin Evans thought of this whilst he was in bed last night and he just finished it in one sitting. 
Hi, it's Thursday night. I've just finished Mr. Dog and the Rabbit Habit. I think it's a bit young for me, but I still love it. It's really exciting. My favourite characters are Mr. Dog and Socks. I think they're great because Mr. Dog is the hero and Socks is just really funny. At the beginning, it's really sad and it's really heartbreaking. Then it gets happier, but then it goes sad again. And I won't tell you how it ends, because it's a secret. <laughs> and you have to read it yourself. I give it a solid 9 out of 10, if not a 9.5. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. It cost me a tenner. Wow. It cost me a tenner. Noah. Thank you, Noah. You owe me wow. £10. I, do, I really do. <laughs> you make I it 20. Our next guest does have a proper connection with Ben. I'm not sure whether she has one with Kay or not yet, so who is our next guest? Uh, one of Britain's most loved nursing dramas is drawing to an end for another season. Here we go, another one by us. We've watched our favourite popular nuns and nurses for seven years now across two decades in BBC One's Call the Midwife delivering news of the finale this Sunday the season finale it is Helen George good morning Hells Bells hello good morning how, how are you, you? good to see you okay, good to see in you I know and, well we saw you didn't we just before we left, left there yeah, and you the were, week you left you I were doing the was. Christmas special yeah, and all this kind of stuff that, that. and it's so funny because we, of, we often talk to you at the beginning of uh, Midwife called the Midwife series mm. and it's usually with the Christmas special mm-hmm. but we've never talked to you at the end of one at the end it's, it's almost just, over it's yeah. so not funny. forever though we're no. doing another series no but this just gets me in the mood for next Christmas well exactly it's almost <laughs> Christmas already straight let's away. start shopping yeah. um, so, so this uh, this series has featured heavily on the 60s 60s uh, you know what what a what an um, epoch-making decade. Mm, I mean, you know, mm. post-World War II, yeah. um, you know, there were more, it was rainbow time instead of Third Reich time, um, the, the, the pop explosion, mm-hmm. Beatles, Rolling Stones, The Pill, mm-hmm. uh, big, uh, you know, what, rich fodder for Call the Midwife. Exactly, and you see it changing in Poplar because Poplar was always sort of 10 years behind the rest of London. It wasn't Soho, you know, it wasn't cool and swinging. But it um, it suddenly starts, you know, the bomb debris has been cleared and we've got these amazing big town, um, these big uh, flat apartment blocks coming up and everyone's got the modern fridges and the modern ovens and, you know, everything just changes and the colours are so much more vibrant and we're in, there's a miniskirt. I get my legs out in this series as well. Which is <laughs> and there are mopeds. There are mopeds. Was it a right yeah. laugh? That was so much fun. There were just all these lads on mopeds with, you know, the proper like Paul Weller do. Yeah. Um, and all the girls were just like, ooh, ooh, this is a wonderful day. <laughs> was it like being in the Call the Midwest version of Austin Powers? It really was. It really was. I think I was wearing PVC boots as well. All right. Dream. So, Helen, so pressure's on the Christmas special mm. and pressure's on the season finale, which is this Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what can you t- what do you want to tell us? How can you whet our appetite more than perhaps it already is? Well, um, <laughs> the last episode was quite a big one um, in terms of dramatic storyline. We have the wonderful Annie Reid coming in, who is the grandma to one of our characters, Valerie, Nurse Valerie. And it turns out she has been um, the local abortionist and a lot of the um, our patients have either been very poorly from her abortions that have been carried out or passed away. Um, so we've got the continuum of that, but I'm not going to tell you what happens because that's uh, a big a big old storyline. But we also have a wonderful dance, which is a 60s dance at our community. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh-huh. Come on. So uh, we did a foxtrot. 
You have dancing previous, of course. I have, because I did Strictly. Yes. So this was the first time that I'd done any ballroom since I did Strictly. So four years ago. Um, and I was petrified. petrified. Were I they mean, all looking to you? Well, yeah, a little bit. Um, and I just, I couldn't even remember how to do a foxtrot. I mean, it was dreadful. We had lessons by um, from this lady. What who the foxtrot's that she's doing, they were saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was awful. <laughs> but I think I just whizzed past screen, so it's fine. So hopefully I won't... Uh... Does it end with the dance number? Yeah, oh, you could, can you say yeah, that? It does, yeah, yeah, it does. It's really beautiful. What moment, a laugh. Ben Vogel's here, Helen George is here, Kate Burley's here, the Coral are here with us. So let's talk mountains. Um, you've, what's that one you climbed up? The, what's the famous one? Uh, Everest. Uh, that's the one, that's the one. <laughs> okay, and you've written a book about it. I did, I, I wrote a book called Up. Yep, Sunday Times bestseller, in fact. But it's much more than just a, a, a mountain book. It was kind of, it was the story of um, me as a very shy little boy going from uh, a complete, failure because I failed all my exams and how I eventually ended up um, on the highest point on earth. Where's the drive come from? I, don't, do you, I think it's from all that failure. I can't, I can't reiterate enough. I, I, I took my driving test seven times. Everything in my childhood was failure. The, the way the education system is loaded to exams nearly failed me and that's where I got the drive, Chris, I think, because I yes. had to try and prove to myself and other people that I could succeed at something in life. I was exactly the same. Exactly the same. I never passed any of my exams. My father was an academic mm -hmm. and always felt like a failure because of it. But it, people saying no to me and people failing me made me think, well, I'm, I'm not going to accept Well, it that. starts to define you. Gonna, exactly. You start to think that that defines you as a person and it mm. strips you of... All of us have such creativity and such potential, but if we conform to those expectations, then we're failed at an early age. It's mm. like saying, it's like taking a... A crocodile um, and an elephant <laughs> and a monkey and saying we're going to judge you on how well you can climb that tree. Mm -hmm. Well, not everybody is is the monkey who can climb the tree. Yeah, and, you know, Very good. Well, I like that. Some of us good. are crocodiles. And, and the elephant just pushes the tree over. Yeah. Some of us are monkeys. That was me. Cheers. <laughs> and the giraffe is saying, well, I'll give anyone a lift. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.